Set a spark to your integrated business and marketing strategies with America's top entrepreneurs and business leaders here at Integrate and Ignite with your host, Lori Jones. Welcome to the Integrate and Ignite podcast. Stephanie Scappa is the co-founder and CEO of Wave, a platform that allows users to listen to music, read magazines, and soon listen to podcasts all in a single app experience. While competition is fierce with established brands like Spotify, Apple Music, and Amazon, Stephanie is on a mission to unite friends and families through shared access to all of the premium entertainment and quality content that bind them together. Not only has Stephanie led efforts surrounding development of the app, but she is also skillful at negotiating. Having successfully secured deals with major record labels and publishing companies like Time, Universal Music, Warner Music, and Sony. Welcome to Integrate and Ignite, Stephanie. Thank you so much for having me. So you're a, you're a very, very busy person, my goodness. Uh, you're co-founder and CEO of Wave, and, and such an incredible, difficult space, quite frankly, to develop a new app around. At what point in time did you have this epiphany or the idea that there was really a need for something like Wave? So the idea really stems actually from uh, my father, and so my father, who is the co-founder, who's the founder and CEO of Wave's parent company, Altair, and just about eight or nine years ago now, we were on vacation together. And at the time, I was working for Cisco as an IT analyst, and he was telling me about this concept of taking, you know, his business model that. Altair uses in the B2B space, so business-to-business space, and applying it to digital consumer technology. So really, it's the units model and the concept there. And I got super excited about it and wanted to get more involved. And so slowly over time, I began to really bring things together, brainstorming, working with tons of other people. I would definitely not be here today without so many other people around me. But that was sort of where it all began. Uh, I tell you, that is so needed. Actually, uh, we were talking in the pre-show discussion. Uh, I just lost my father and he and I worked together for 25 years. So I would savor every moment you have with what will become such an, an incredibly special relationship that you have to work aside your father. There is, it does not get any better than that, let me tell you. <laughs> it's been really wonderful so far. Um, and I'm, again, so sorry about your loss. Oh, thank you very much. I appreciate it. So you actually have quite an entrepreneurial spirit then. Yeah, I, I guess I do. I never really <laughs> thought of myself like that before, I would say, because you know I got an engineering degree pretty standard from that perspective. And I, yeah, I sort of fell into it a little bit, um, just got excited and okay to take risks, I guess. <laughs> uh, well, I tell you, that's what it's all about. And, and leadership is such a key attribute to running any business. It does not matter if it is an entrepreneurial startup, um, whether you're five years in or 20 years in with, you know, hundreds of employees. At the end of the day, leadership is a key to today's success. How do you define your leadership and what qualities do you feel are needed to succeed? So the biggest way I would sort of look at my own leadership is I put a huge amount of trust into my team. So I spend the time and the energy to build my team, to surround myself with people that have 
skill sets that are unique and uh, go above and beyond what I'm capable of. And then I really trust them. So I'm available, but I step back and I give them quite a bit of space to work. And, you know, we're talking in the pre-show here a bit on the marketing side. And as an example, I have my own thoughts and ideas on marketing. And when my chief marketing officer says, let's do this, I sort of have to remind myself, yeah, let's try her thinking and let's go that route. And, you know, it's a conscious effort I make to trust my team and let them really use the skills that they've got. Well, there's nothing better than surrounding you by people that uh, know ultimately what you need in very specific areas a lot better than you do. I think that (laughs) that is just smart business. You were on vacation with your father and you had this great idea. At what point did you and your dad decide that you were going to come together uh, and work together? And then ultimately, what leadership gifts has he provided you as a young entrepreneur? So it's kind of funny because originally when he came to me and was sort of talking about the idea, he didn't really approach it as I'd love for you to get involved. And actually it was the exact opposite. He really didn't want me involved. And I had always imagined that I would be doing something completely separate from what he was doing as well. It was never sort of an idea that we'd work together. And What happened is one of my colleagues now happened to also be engaged on the project. And so when my father had said, sure, you can start to brainstorm with us about it and think about it. And I got approval from uh, Cisco to start to work on it and so forth. And that colleague that I was working with actually was who really pushed both my father and I for me to quit my job at Cisco and join uh, forces really to actually bring Wave to life and join Altair. That is so neat. I, you know, I, I'm thinking back here. I remember at that moment in time, yeah, I graduated with a degree completely unrelated to marketing, although maybe completely unrelated is a little bit of a stretch. It was broadcast journalism. But nonetheless, I never thought that my father and I would be working together at that moment in time where he he said, you know, why aren't we doing this together? I just (laughs) relish in that. It just made me so happy back then. And, you know, it makes me happy 25 years later. So it's really um, just a neat story that you've got. Now the business is growing. It's still an entrepreneurial, it's still in startup mode, but you've got a product out there and you're selling it. People are downloading it. As you've grown, how have you integrated your internal departments, getting everyone on the same page and singing from the same songbook? Yeah, it's by far one of the biggest challenges. And to be honest, it's probably one of the values that my father has really mentored and coached me on most is all around communication. So he runs the parent company in such a way where it's all about broad and honest communication, both internally and externally. And so I've really mirrored that. And, you know, one of the ways we do that is having a quarterly team meeting with everybody where we're able to communicate strategy and what's planned ahead and where we stand really honestly, you know, we've had sort of ups and downs and we're very open with the entire team about that, not trying to protect anything. And then in sort of more of a short-term phase, we have a weekly call with the what we call the team leads. So there's about 10 people that participate in that to really sync up on priorities and what's happening this week and 
where do we need to be thinking about and talking to each other across different segments? So, you know, Android, iOS, server, web, there's a lot of moving pieces when you're looking at a consumer app like Wave. And then the other aspect sort of in line with that is really around the tools we use. So we use Microsoft Teams a ton for, you know, quick communications. And of course, all the Atlassian tools, Jira, Confluence, and so forth, which I can honestly say since the beginning, we've used everything. And it has made a huge difference for us in having the right tools. It does make a difference. How much of the team is remote versus, you know, everyone confined within uh, the office? So we're pretty divided. (laughs) Most of our team is actually in India, in Bangalore. And then we also have a few people in Michigan. I'm based in California in the Bay Area. We've got somebody up in Seattle, somebody in Southern California. So we're really pretty spread out, which is part of why having really great tools for communication is essential. Yeah, there's no doubt about us. Now, you established out of the shoot here uh, that you've got a fabulous CMO who is really helping drive the, the marketing. But let's face facts, you are in an incredibly different, difficult rather, market segment. Uh, and and you, are, you must cut through a lot of noise with the Goliaths of industry. Tell us about some of the integrated and sales and marketing approaches that you've used to elevate the brand and create awareness and maybe what has worked and what has not. Yeah, absolutely. So the advantage we have being a startup is that we aren't as bound as tightly with brand and other things that the market expects out of us. So it gives us more flexibility for testing and trying new approaches, um, which we certainly take advantage of. And for us, our primary sales channel is marketing. So, you know, the best way we're able to onboard customers is really introducing them to our message and uh, being able to then target specific audiences and test and get data around what's working and what's not working. And so the biggest thing that has worked for us, I would say, has been paid media across social and digital media platforms. And so, I mean, we get huge amounts of data. We can really target. It's all really very positive for us on that side. But on the other hand, some of the things that we've tried have been subscription box mail order services. So, you know, putting a flyer into your delivery box that you're getting, whether it's, you know, BarkBox or something like that, where on a monthly basis, a customer is receiving a box of goodies, let's say. Right. And we actually found that very few people uh, would sign up for our free trial when sort of targeted in that approach. And in addition, we don't get any analytics to sort of understand where the gap is for the user when they're looking at it and so forth. And so we really found that that just didn't work for us. But we keep in mind always that, okay, it doesn't work for us right now, but it may in the future. And so once we have more brand awareness and so forth, we can certainly try again and see if it would work in the future. You know what I love about the BarkBox approach is that it's totally uh, something that is not atypical. And you tried something and learned that it didn't work real well. And to the point that you just made, you might do it again. But nonetheless, you tried something, which I think is half the battle anymore with marketing. There's so many different 
opportunities to connect with 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 a potential customer um, and you learned what you know we all learn what to do and what not to do we refer to it a lot uh, especially with with the advertising is test and scale test and scale and and without trying you know you don't have anywhere to to start that's for sure yep absolutely now, one of Avocet's uh, covert operations, if you will, is a process that we refer to as competitive intercept. Uh, competitive intercepting allows you to intercept a customer while they are interacting with a you know, competitor or maybe even a like product. Uh, please provide us an example of something that you've done similar to competitive intercept. So for us, we really haven't tried to directly intercept customers from our competitors. And the reason is, you know, we have obviously some very established competitors in market, but they haven't saturated the market yet. And so the market is really in this moment of evolution where you still have many users that use a variety of different services, um, whether it's, you know, purchasing CDs still, which is obviously on a huge decline, um, or using something that's for free out in the market. And so for us, what we've done is we've really tried to establish our value proposition that is different from our competitors. So rather than trying to go against them, we've positioned in a different way. And so for us, what makes us really unique in the market is the multi-content in one place that's scalable across families. And so rather than trying to message head to head against the gleam, you know, yeah, the really the giants, yeah. here, we decided let's just target, you know, what we have and market that instead. I, you know, that's um, incredible advice. Uh, you know, sometimes you just need to niche yourself out and not be so worried uh, about the big guns out there and, and just take control of, of your own destiny with what you know that you can accomplish. Now, certainly as business owners, we have a lot of challenges. There's no doubt about that. What is one of the biggest challenges that you face in creating a loyal customer? I would say the biggest challenge for us is that there's already sort of an expectation in the market uh, for free content. And the challenge around that is obviously we're trying to get people to pay. But one of the other challenges is that it's not really top of mind that people are trading their private information for access to the free content. And so if you really dive in and you talk to somebody about it, they know and it won't be like a, oh my gosh, I am. <laughs> but at the same time, as they're listening to free music or they're reading free news, they're not really thinking about it. And that is starting to shift in market. So you can see sort of the backlash that's happened around Facebook more recently. And so, you know, we are sort of seeing a change, but for sure that is our number one challenge. And for us, we're really trying to educate the market on being able to bring content that has value and where content providers should be compensated for that value and finding the balance for a consumer who, you know, can't afford to pay a hundred dollars a month or so forth in order to have access to some of these different things. And so, yeah, it's important for us to educate around that. Now sales and marketing we've established is not always uh, easy. Uh, what is one of the most difficult scenarios that you've encountered regarding sales and marketing? Oh, definitely brand awareness for us. 
because obviously we are a much smaller player and we don't have unlimited resources. So coming into a market that's really competitive makes it a huge challenge to get our brand out there. Right. And, and do, you ha- do you use customer review as a part of your mix or not? So you mean like on the app store, getting reviews right, and things right. like that? Yeah, absolutely. We try to, you know, get customer reviews and so forth. And for us, you know, if you look at us in the app store, we have pretty positive reviews, but it's still incredibly hard for us to really br- bring the brand awareness to another level, let's say. Right. It is. It's, and, and you know what? It doesn't happen overnight either. Uh, that's where I, I interviewed someone recently who talked a lot about growth hacks. Uh, I love growth hack approaches and these sort of scenarios because it creates an immediate influx of awareness. And then you just have to find uh, marketing avenues to you know, keep it alive and keep it moving and keep it going. You know, that valuable thread, if you will. Mm-hmm. Now, how do you stay ahead of constant marketing or business, even innovation and change? So, I mean, for us, we're always sort of paying attention to the market changes, but I think more important is we're pretty honest with ourselves on what is working, what isn't working and testing. And so, you know, again, being small, we can test and it's easier, but one of the challenges I think often people face when they're going through some of these is knowing one, what to test, because if you test everything, then probably nothing's going to work. So finding sort of that balance and being honest when it doesn't work to sort of pull back and say, you know what, that doesn't work. Let's not keep going. So that's one of the most critical aspects I would say is being able to prioritize and be honest with what works and what doesn't and know when to stop. (laughs) That's for sure. Now, what one strategy or process have you implemented that if CEOs and their teams could consistently apply every day would result in big wins for them? I think it's really all about communication. So communication to your employees and the people around you and communication to customers. And I think, you know, oftentimes CEOs don't always take responsibility, but, you know, no company is perfect. You're going to make mistakes. And the best thing you can do is just communicate honestly, um, you know, when mistakes do happen with customers and apologize and make changes. You know, we had some hiccups with, things early on when we first launched, making sure the sign-up process was smooth and so forth. And rather than, you know, trying to pretend like there aren't issues, we had much better success communicating openly and saying, we apologize. There absolutely is an issue. We're working on it. Hang tight, please. (laughs) That sort of thing. Yeah, I love it. That's all you can do in those situations. What do you want to be known for? So for us, our goal is really to have a real impact on the world by changing the digital economy a bit. So it's not just that we're a multi-content platform, but we believe that these units can be a way for content producers to be fairly compensated and for consumers to have access to content at a reasonable price point. And so we're really hoping that we'll be able to shift the thinking and the digital economy around those things. Well, there's no doubt in my mind that you'll do that, Stephanie Scappa. So many incredible insights today. Instead of messaging head-to-head with the Goliath, market to what you have. Thank you so much for your appearance on the Integrate and Ignite podcast. Thank you so much for having me. 
This episode is complete, but the inspiration has just begun. Head over to avocetcommunications.com for show notes and more aha moments. Tune in regularly to ignite your integrated business and marketing strategies with Lori Jones and the Integrate and Ignite podcast.